The programme which follows is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. You're listening to Very Loose Women. Hello, you're listening to Very Loose Women on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're thrilled to be back in the studio, our rightful home, after a little hiatus. So welcome listeners, old and new, into our <laughs> often honest, sometimes earnest, frequently mundane and very occasionally amusing half-hour rambling, every Wednesday at 10.30pm. I hope if you tuned in last week you enjoyed our Freshers Week special, and if you missed it, that and all of our other podcasts can be heard at www.acast.com forward slash verilesswomen and iTunes. Joining me in the studio is Catherine Johnston. Hi. And Leonor Schick. Hi. To ease us into this week's show, I thought we'd start with a familiar feature, Gripe of the Week, or perhaps Gripe of the Year so far. Who wants to start with their gripe? I think you should, Emma. Okay, mine's quite a small gripe, and it um, relates to ill-fitting underwear. Just recently, I've been buying a lot of underwear that doesn't fit me very well, and I don't understand (laughs) why. And I just feel like maybe I have an unusual body, or maybe they're designed for someone with a very different body. But basically, most underwear seems to go up my bum. Is the issue that you can't check before you buy? That is one of the problems, yeah. And also, like they expect me to have like a giant mons pubis, like it's a giant mons. At the front. It's really big, yeah, baggy at the front, but then very small at the back, so it's going right on my bum. That's a problem I've had recently. Don't know if anyone's agreed, anyone's experienced that. Some that you have. Is it because you're buying high legged knickers? Not intentionally. Where they're meant to go up really high, like perhaps, 90s but then it's right bikini. into the. Right into my <laughs> anus. Anyway, okay, that's my current problem. Or is problem. it because they're lacy? I think the lacy ones are, are much tighter. Are you buying tighter. lacy pants? Is that what you're saying? Sometimes. Anyway, <laughs> that's my gripe. I mean, I have a couple of gripes, to be honest. I've got so many gripes this week, but that's the one I thought I'd go for um, to give us a flavour of what our show is generally like. I think you two both have uh, menstrual-related gripes, yeah. if that's accurate. So, my, Catherine, would you like to go first? Well, I kind of have two gripes that are interrelated. I feel like I must have griped about this a lot, so forgive me if you've heard this already but for new listeners and I'm really upset about the fact that why is it that you're like horniest when you're on your period it's so annoying I think that's like a thing for lots of people but that is definitely the peak in my isn't that like an established it's definitely true it's definitely a cycle of chemical hormone things but why why Why? I think it is something to do well I don't know I'm not into like evolutionary psychology I know a a lot of it's pretty wacky but I think it's something to do with like making your man stay even when you I'm not sure it's one of these things like <laughs> sounds ensuring, like something I disagree with <laughs> ensuring that you have like a I don't really know we'll look into it but yeah there is definitely supposed wait to be so the blood acts as like glue oh my oh, god I don't think physically. I don't think that okay I don't know guys saying. I'm gonna be honest I don't actually know the answer but we should look into it and get back to it like the only thing week. could be that it's some kind of compensation for the fact that it's so easy to get pregnant. So, like, your body is saying, okay, we'll make you really enjoy it when you can't get pregnant. But obviously, you technically can. But anyway, either way, it's irritating. It's you very what, irritating. Though, what I will say, which I don't really know the basis of this, but also, if you are having, like, for example, uncomfortable menstrual cramps, having an orgasm does help you. Like, it does. It causes, like, your uterus to contract. <laughs> and that, that does, like, soothe the pain and also, like, help expel more of the... The bloody so, tissues. you know how sometimes we do a mini celebration? It's We're kind of edging into the mini celebration oh, territory. But yeah, it does help. Um, but my, I've got a second... Yeah. Um, a secondary gripe. Yeah, secondary and related gripe, which is why are so many sanitary towers really scratchy and the soft ones, they're so much more expensive? 
It's a luxury product. <laughs> but like, they're so David Cameron will tell you. and uncomfortable. Like, how can anyone enjoy that? It's like you. It's like washing something. It's not like so much the scratchiness and that bothers me. And not using fabric conditioner. With the cheap ones, it's the plasticiness that makes it sweaty. That's what sweaty. That's yeah, a point as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very sticky. Okay, and Leah, what was your period so, gripe? Again, I was going to do a period one, but actually, it, it evolved this morning. So my initial period <laughs> one was like the post-period bit, where it's like, do I wear a towel? Don't I? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. So it was the about panty that. liner phase, but no one buys panty yeah, liners. Yeah, no, who does that? Sometimes. And, and the maroon... <laughs> you can get body-shaping oh ones for thongs. The that death stare that I got for saying that. No. That I'd like, like to put out sure. that Engineer Chris is nodding along in the studio. He's had these He's problems nodding. before. He understands what it's like. I'm with you. I'm with you. So, but, but then, okay, so this morning I was doing my tax return. It's like, no, this is definitely what I have to gripe about because this is so horrible. And it started off and I was playing this, like... I thought I'd play some quite soothing music while I was doing my tax return. The soothing music was actually very depressing. And, and you know, like tax, like going through all your bank statements is a bit like going through a photo album because you can like see all the things that you've done and all the things that you've bought. And it just it got really sad and upsetting. <laughs> and I just started crying. Because you bought some really bad sanitary products. <laughs> you regret you it. You don't have any panty liners. <laughs> some pants that don't fit you properly. That was, I was crying about panty liners. And... And, and and then I was like, oh, okay, clearly I have to change the music here because this is getting too upsetting. So I went to the loo and I came back and I put the, the symphonic version of the Beatles on by a Philharmonic Orchestra and it really like lifted me right up. And then... This doesn't sound like a great... See, that's a mini this celebration, a mini celebration well. yeah. It did turn into... No, but it got, it got even better and I got back and then, I, and then it gets really complicated and I was like, I'll just explain exactly what's going on in those little feedback areas of the tax return. And then... And then the... Gr- <laughs> The great bit that happened is that I don't owe any tax this year. And I thought I was going to be down like at least one grand or more even, who knows. But zero. It came back and it was like, you owe zero tax. And I was just, I just, I just got really euphoric. And it just like, so many emotions this This morning. Paying tax is good, Leo. It was good. It is good. It is good to pay tax. But I just went from like really upset to then like euphoric. Really happy. And it was just like, (laughs) what I will say is after you went to the toilet, the crucial detail. (laughs) What I will say is that when you told me your great was about periods and taxes, I was excited thinking it was going to relate to tampon tax, which we've done an episode (laughs) about. You can listen to it on our podcast. But no, a whole whole other realm of things but can i just say that the 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 symphonic version of the beatles is really something that people if they have spotify they should look up because it is very enjoyable other music streaming services are available of course are you griping or not that was a gripe the gripe was the tax return like oh my goodness tax returns really like it was really upsetting going through all those bank statements it was really upsetting to do that so i guess my gripe is that is that tax returns exist at all moving on um, we've got a song to introduce our main topic of this week now that we've covered a lot of periods and, and taxes. A lot of taxes. <laughs> Lily's personal life admin. Maybe it's much too early in the game I, But I thought I'd ask you just the same What are you doing new? That was 
was Zoe Deschanel and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, the tweest possible song we could have played. Um, <laughs> but you've guessed it, our theme is New Year. So Happy New Year, listeners, and fellow loose women in the Thank studio. You. And Happy New Engineer Year. Chris. Yeah. So I think that song kind of highlights the yearly stress angst possibly of what to do on New Year's Eve oh you're shaking your head there's oh, no, no stress no, no. I, had a, I had a twitch <laughs> right okay <laughs> so I, I thought it was a subtle indication that I was going over the top there with my declaration that it was angst okay um, so do we feel the pressure to have a good time on New Year's Eve and let's find out guys what did you get up to for New Year's Eve this year I went to a party where we did six hours solid of karaoke and I didn't even notice the time go by. I was having that much fun. It was quite a small party. There were sort of 12 of us. There was loads of food, loads of drink. And the karaoke just, you know, came out. Uh, we had, like, microphones in the house and everything. And it just kept going. Great disco tunes. Like, it was it was just fantastic. I had a great time. Leo, what about you? I definitely don't feel the pressure to do anything massive. But this year I went to Lebanon. <laughs> so, uh, Famous for its New Year rave scene, yeah. Well... I think it was like number one of all of my years. Like it's hard to compete with the year when a couple of friends came over, we played Boggle and then played that game where you put a lot of grapes in your mouth and to see how many grapes you can put in. That was like one of my best oh, years yeah, that ever. One. Yeah. Quick question. So much fun. Yeah. How many grapes did you fit in your mouth? You know, you I can't remember. I think it was like seven, but the top of that group was like 15 because you're not allowed to squash the grapes. They've got to be full grapes. Of course. You have to yeah. spit them out after to prove that you've not squashed them. No, I think you've got to eat them. We that eat sounds them. dangerous. <sighs> anyway. Continue. That, it's apparently it's like some Spanish tradition. Oh, you're meant to eat a grape. Like you're meant to eat like twelve grapes or something, aren't you? Oh, really? But I don't think you have to hold them in your mouth at the same time. <laughs> I could be wrong. Okay, anyway, that was a great New Year's, and then this New Year's. Um, so I was in Beirut at a friend's house, and we had this like big dinner where it was like a open bar. Got quite drunk, I guess. I guess it's New Year's. That's fine. I didn't feel that. Yeah, I didn't feel any pressure that it was going to be amazing, but then it just was. It was. It, we went to like someone in our group knew someone on tinder and met someone through tinder and who was having like this big warehouse way rave so i was in like a warehouse rave in beirut and there was like a dressing up area foosball table and then like sounds perfect it was just so wonderful i had a great time um well this year as ever it's kind of always a real stress for me always a last minute decision i'm normally in glasgow and normally on the day think i'm gonna get a train to london this would be a great idea so as ever it was like kind of yeah very last minute i was uninvited i decided to travel 10 hours to see a boy who lives in, like, I don't know, the home counties, is that right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah? Berkshire's okay. the home counties. <laughs> don't <laughs> put his out on... Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, so from Glasgow to the home counties on New Year's Eve was, like, a ridiculous idea, especially because of the flooding. So it took me about <laughs> 10 hours. And, like, one of my trains, one of my, like, four trains, there was a group of lads who were just having a little rave on the train and blasting out, like, massive dance hits and, like, singing along and getting really, really drunk. Like, from their phones. I guess it was from a phone. It's really blasting if it's from a phone. It was loud. I don't know what was happening, but it was loud. And also, that was my first exposure to um, Adele's new single that everyone's heard and loves. You know, Hello Hello. Ever. I cannot stand that. But I haven't heard it without just, as soon as someone starts singing it, I just kind of start doing the Lionel Richie Hello. Like, the two just merge in my mind. I can't differentiate between them. Because my flatmate's always doing it. He's, like, singing Hello as he walks through the door. And suddenly, I'm just kind of acting Confused. out the hello video do you think that's how her song started she was listening to Lionel Richie and it's was very like, similar that gives me an idea it's very similar I'm not levying any charges but you know it's definitely similar <laughs> well this so I hadn't heard it but my first exposure was like a speeded up dance electro remix at like 4pm by some crazy lads so that was exciting and anyway I, after about four trains and one taxi I arrived at 11pm totally exhausted got given half a glass of champers 
um, had a bit of a smooch, went to bed really early. Yeah, half a glass. No, I mean, I I was given a filled glass, but I only drank half. Um, Went to bed really early, and I was woken at 4 a.m. by two different things in the house. Number one, we'd left like a little lamp on, a bedside lamp, and... The boys, the boy who I was visiting, um, recently a butterfly has just like emerged into his room, confused obviously about the seasons, thinking it's like springtime, mm. possibly summer. Like a it's lot of like, Yeah, well, exactly. Um, it's just like flying around his room and it's been living there, like coexisting with him for the past couple of weeks. So I was woken up at like 3 p.m. by a butterfly, like tapping around this little lampshade. I can't understand what it was. Mrs. B, the butterfly. Also woken up then, an hour later, by a voicemail message from Tony and Guy offering a New Year's deal. <laughs> so that was, that was my new I quite liked it. I enjoyed the kind of quiet aspect of it. I mean, I've definitely noticed that you're the type of person who tends to keep your options open right until the last minute. Wide open. Yeah. Yes. Whereas I prefer to commit to something early on and know that that's what I'm doing. Um, and, you know... When people talk about, I feel like it's a very divisive night because some people love New Year's Eve and want to go out and go to a club and they enjoy spending loads of money on it. And then I think the vast majority of people are in the camp who just hate it and have what I see as this irrational fear that New Year's Eve is always going to be a letdown and they yeah, can't be bothered and they're always like, oh, I hate it, it's so stupid. Like 92% of the time, I have a great time and I love it and I always look forward to it and... I don't feel like stressed to have fun because I know that me and a bottle of Prosecco is always going to have fun. <laughs> even at home on your own, yeah, playing boggle by, by yourself. <laughs> well, I was I- with friends with the, the boggle. I wasn't just me and the grapes and the boggle. There were like more. I'm sure. There was more than just me. But then you always win if you just play boggle on your own. That's a good thing to think about. That's true. But I always win anyway, unless I play with you, Emma. Thanks. Thanks, Leo. That's what I wanted to hear. Um, well, I do think I feel a bit of pressure because I do remember a couple of years ago trying to hit four parties in one night and that was really <laughs> stressful. And I think by the end of it, I was calling a friend who was saying, yeah, yeah, I'm just arrived back at this person's house. It's going to be a massive party. I got there and the host was was passed out on his own sofa and two people were awake and all I wanted to do was listen to Kesha and no one would let me. So <laughs> that was a bit of a disaster. Was that but, your worst? That wasn't my... I wish that was my worst. Okay, so I have two little questions. Do we worry if we have no one to smooch? When it hits 12? I don't know, is the quick answer. I worry about it, but I think it's always on your mind a bit, isn't it? It's a nice way to start with you. If, yeah, if you're, if you're single and there's other single people there, it's going to be on your mind. But I know that there was um, one year where I was with two friends of mine when the clock struck midnight. And at that exact point, I, kind of surrounded by people I didn't know, but at a warehouse they party. They both kissed you at once. No, they both kissed each other. So there was like three seconds where I literally was just standing there like, okay, yeah, this is the anticlimactic moment most people whinge about and hate New Year's Eve for. So I stood there while they, they kissed each other. they lean over in front of you? They're on either side of and, you and they were like, oh. And then they kind of stopped and tried to get me to inv- get involved. And I was just like, okay, fine, just, you know, go off. So they kind of went off. And that was the only time where I thought, okay, actually, it was kind of annoying being you know not with someone else but usually I I don't mind but obviously it you know livens up the evening a bit if you do have a bit of a smooch later on do we all get a smooch this year yes yes (laughs) (laughs) great we don't need to go into details unless you particularly want to either of you I I certainly don't I think I'm okay okay I want to know what everyone's worst New Year's Eve has been I um tried to go to two different warehouse parties um in the same night and they were both shut down 
So I spent New Year's Eve drinking out of a can of lager. <laughs> I don't like lager on a pavement somewhere. Don't like pavements. <laughs> don't like pavements. Somewhere in Nottingham. Don't like don't Nottingham. Like Nottingham. <laughs> no, I do <Right>. actually. <laughs> um, and it was just like a lot of walking, a lot of walking, don't like a walking. lot of disappointment. Yeah. But, you know, before that happened, we'd been eating pizza. Um, and you like pizza. Drinks, <laughs> and I like pizza and I like drinks and I like being in someone's kitchen. So, like, we could have just stayed at home and it would have been great. But it's always the promised land of a better party elsewhere. That's what that's what kills you. Isn't that what? No. <laughs> what about you, Leah? What's your worst ever New Year's Eve? So I've had a lot of New Year's where I've just gone to bed at like 10 and like that's been the majority of is that a good one or a bad one for you i can't like they're okay like when i was in papua new guinea my ex-boyfriend and i were just like yeah okay let's just go to sleep now and we're just like okay like that was fine uh but i guess the depressing one was like when that first happened when i was i was just staying in a house with my mum, and i was like oh my god it's new year's and i was like 13 or 14 it was like exciting and i called up different members of my family they weren't picking up my mum had gone to sleep and it was just like me and I think I was just watching a lot of Star Wars and that was it like yeah so you know New Year's Eve used to be my anniversary and what when everyone found that out with my ex-boyfriend it was our anniversary and when everyone realized that when we celebrated it together that year no one invited us to anything because everyone was like you're definitely going to be having romantic evening and I was like well yeah but I want to have a party. A public romantic evening. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> so, like, that was nice. But if we were still together, there'd be, like, 30 years of non-invitations. Like, we never get invited to anything. Lucky that it did then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, it worked out for the best. <laughs> my um, worst New Year's, so many have been awful. Um, last year, I, I, well, after a particularly, like, painful New Year, I'll go back two years, why don't I? Two years ago, it was awful. I was at a friend's warehouse. It's always a warehouse. There's a lot yeah. of warehouses involved well, in the year. Cold. And it's unpleasant. Not enough I know, toilets. excellent warehouse this year. Was I it cannot, warm? It was, well, it was Lebanon. Like, it's which is quite Well, there you go. Maybe that's the difference. Yeah. Warehouse in Beirut, different to the yeah. lot freezing of dancing cold. as well. That's nice. Uh, yeah. Anyway, continue your story. So I'm this sorry. is my worst ever, worst ever, I think, New Year. So basically, I got like quite drunk. Don't really remember much at all. Woke up on a sofa at like 4 p.m. the next day kind of confused 4pm yeah I woke up at 4pm really confused also like I mean as we've discussed periods already like 400 times in the show I'm gonna bring up some period stuff I like just was covered in my own menstrual blood because I just passed Mm. out nice um and I basically had no real memory of what had happened the night before and I kind of then spent the next couple of days trying to piece together what happened. Who did I offend? Who did were I upset? Piecing, what did I do? Piecing together through your own memories, or were people telling my own you? memories? Everyone who I knew who'd been there, I kind of asked, "Was I all right? Was everything okay?" I got given lots of snippets of information. Is that when you thought I left really early and I left at six thirty a.m.? It seemed early at the time, Catherine. <laughs> it seemed early to I me. I was still going off. I bet. Well, anyway, yeah. So I don't know. I kind of was panicked, but everyone kind of reassured me your behavior was fine. Maybe like over a month later, I got a call from an ex-boyfriend whose party it was saying, I don't want to see you. And I said, why? He said, something you said at New Year. (laughs) Still to this day is a mystery to me. I was too scared to ask. But um, (laughs) we've patched things up since then. But because that was quite traumatic um, and yeah, the unknown, I then decided the next year to basically do nothing. So I just sat at home with my family playing Articulate. And I think that basically rivaled the previous party in terms of how bad it was. So you tried to balance them out. Yes. Yeah. That's not how it works, Emma. But this year was nice. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to New Year's resolutions. Leah, I know you don't make any. Why is that? Uh, I guess, I think, 
I was thinking about that today, actually. And I think it's because I make snap resolutions. Like today I made one. I was reading an article that said like Tinder was really bad for your love life and for relationships more broadly. So I just deleted it off my phone. And that's like, that's so it you're for suggestible. <laughs> is your resolution be more suggestible <laughs> no but but like and like stop tendering sometime at the beginning of december i was i thought oh i'm not gonna hang around people who are boring and i just haven't done it and like i just decide things like that so <laughs> that's a little compliment for us that's nice i've barely seen you oh <laughs> truth comes out um Okay, so then you make many resolutions throughout the year. That's it, But yeah. are you against, categorically against resolutions? I'm That's not, what I'm trying to find out. No, it's just, I used to, so I, I think I mentioned this on the show before, but I used to do resolutions like every year and they were always the same, which was be more organized, be closer to God. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember this now. <laughs> now you said it. I knew there was something like that. Yeah, be closer to God. But now you're close enough. You don't need to make the resolution anymore. I think, I think God and I are probably fine. I haven't checked. But uh, in terms of organisation, I think I'm pretty organised. Like, I don't think that I've got them sorted, but I, because I make, like, snap decisions throughout the year, it's mm-hmm. fine. Okay, Catherine, moving on. What are your resolutions? Because I think you do well, make them. Yeah, I do. But my, my dad told me off for making resolutions. He said, don't make a resolution because, you know, that implies that there's something fundamentally wrong with you. <laughs> Set yourself targets. So what? Ne- never change because if you <laughs> change. So he, I, I, I'll tell you about his because he made his. We chatted about it before New Year when I was home over Christmas, and he said, "I'm just setting myself a target of swimming a mile in one go." Right. And that same day, Christmas Eve, he goes to the swimming pool, comes home, and says, "I've reached my target in record time. It's done already." 2016 <sighs> is pointless for me like, now. Yeah. I don't mean. So that. he was like, "So you know." I'm I'm accomplishing things. That that's what makes you feel good. Don't set something you've got to take a year to do. So I was like, okay, fine. But I've actually I've set loads. It's like ten. Um, but they're normally based around being a more accomplished person. Um, and things where I feel like a real lack. Like you know, if I don't know how to ski, how am I going to become like upper middle class? Like that kind of thing. I've got to do this stuff. Like so obviously you're that kind of stuff. But you know, That's I don't know how to ski. I don't know how to play tennis. If I don't do it now, I'm never going to go on a skiing holiday. I'm going to be 30 and I can't ski. I'm going to get to 40 and then I'll be too old. Like all this kind of stuff. Things where I'm like, everyone else can do this stuff. I can't play an instrument. It's too late. I can't learn. Anyway, so I'm always setting ridiculous things. But um, Gosh, upper middle class. <laughs> It's a joke. It's aspirational. Yeah. But like, so there are things like where I think, okay, that would be a good thing for me to do. Um, and like it's a skill or it would help with my fitness or whatever. But the main one that is um, a bit different this year is um, kind of the opposite to yours, Leo, in that you're saying... Put, it, put Tinder on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Hang out with more boring people. No, it's just social. So I'm calling it social 2016, which is rather than hanging out with my own clique of friends who I love unconditionally and spend all my time with, just try and broaden the horizon. So part of that is um, I'm going to try and host some mixers. You could look at them as ways of introducing single people to single people, but I would just see it as. Are a more you starting broad a dating thing. agency? I'm basically becoming Patty Stranger, but um, anyway, <laughs> from millionaire matchmaker. In case you haven't heard, yeah, of it's, no, it's more like you know, rather than seeing it always the, the objective is like meeting people because you're single and looking for someone or whatever. I just want if I know someone who is an interesting person, I want them to meet a friend of a friend who's also interesting and to have more of a mixing between groups because I feel like I hang out in a very, like, small kind of Watch out, because Emma pointed out to me last year that interesting is not necessarily nice. 
No, I pointed that out. <laughs> no, it was me. <laughs> it was definitely me. And I'm glad you've taken my advice on board, Leo. Oh, I um, didn't. I just remembered it. But yeah, I'm going to be enough. hosting mixer parties where people can meet other people. Great. Um, okay, mine very briefly are eat better, sort out my life, complain more, and do more learning. Complain more? Yeah, well, I've had a recent issue with like getting some new glasses, some new spectacles from a new optician that I haven't used before. They've been terrible, and I'm sending them very aggressive emails, and it's getting things done. I'm getting a 20% discount, so... That's a great resolution. Compl- yeah. yeah, that's very interesting. And you're not normally a complainer. Yeah. Like we've discussed about how maybe in the past you were a bit gobbier when you were younger on one of our um, previous shows. But, you know, actually, you're not the type of person who, like, kicks up a fuss in a restaurant. I've never seen well, that. Well, I do. Well, I, well, if they get the order wrong, if they give you a Diet Coke instead of a regular Coke, that kind of thing, I will tell them. Okay. If you're promised like a special waffle on top of your ice cream and the waffle doesn't come, I will make it known. Um, it's 2016. Does that freak us out? Are we stressed out by the fact that it's so like time is advancing at a very fast rate? Like I find it kind of crazy because I work with kids who were born, you know, they're like teenagers and they were born after the year 2000. When in my mind, it's still 2001. That's very confusing. Yeah. How do you guys feel? I mean, it does stress me out, but I like obviously the numbers is scary and everything. But for me, this like recently I was looking at photos of us at uni and what was weird is that now I think I look young there rather than now that I think I look old so I wasn't expecting that about aging that's it I, complete um, dead silence because I think well, I don't really understand that point oh you mean okay so you mean like instead of looking at yourself you're kind of like I don't, like, I don't oh, look I'm old I'm really wrinkly old. but you're like oh wow I actually look young there yeah like I look like a kid and I didn't realise that I look like a kid in, in those photos until now I don't look like a kid anymore I think I still look like a kid yeah I think we all still look like kids what <laughs> maybe we're kidding I, um, ourselves on that so point. this year is actually a bit of a it's going to be a landmark year for me because I'll be turning 30 in 2016 that is landmark so you know, the blurb about this show that's on Resonance's schedule talking about We're young women's issues. That. Old women's really issues. Young... <laughs> <laughs> Middle-aged women's <laughs> issues. It's like, you know, when I'm watching girls, I I can't, I'm not in that age bracket of like... They're older know, than us. A, no, they're, they're not meant the to be same. in their early 20s. That's why they're a mess. Soon we'll have to stop talking about periods and start talking about the menopause. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be um, a note to end the show on, actually. So, yeah, thanks for listening, listeners. We are Very Loose Women. Um, find out about us on Acast and on Twitter at VLW Radio. Yeah. Um, maybe we have, like, 10 seconds to play a song that everyone's going to hate, but it's about the future freaking us out, and it's really emo, so that's also kind of nostalgic for me, for my youth. So thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Betty won't stop listening to modern rock cause she hates to be alone. program was brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. Visit our website at resonancefm.com to hear our vast range of original 24-7 broadcasts. Resonance is a not-for-profit broadcast platform and relies on public support. If you like what you've heard, make a secure donation at resonancefm.com.